How many of you remember what passage you were working on this morning? Where were you guys at in John chapter 10? Yeah. And what was the I am statement we were working with? Yeah. I am the door. What does that mean? Yeah. He is, Jesus is the passageway into what? Into heaven and eternal life. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to take that concept, okay, and we're going to work with that a little bit more. What we're going to unpack tonight is John chapter 10, verses 11 through 14, but it actually covers a lot of the passage that you guys worked with already this morning, okay? But before that, how many of you have uh, a pen, a notepad, something to write on? Okay, everyone's got something? Okay. All right, it's all right. If you have a good memory, you should be good. But um, this is what I want you to know. Red, write it down. Red means stop. Green means go. Yellow means left. Green means right. Uh, sorry. What is the other one? Blue means right. Exactly. Are you writing? Red means stop. Red means stop. Go ahead. Red means stop. Green means go. Yellow means left. Blue means right. Got it? What's that got to do with John chapter 10? Nothing. <laughs> but, um, so here's, here's what I'm going to do. It looks like we, we're pretty evenly split in this room. So from this side, I want one volunteer with a strong voice. Who's got a strong voice? Who's, who's prepared to use their voice? You raise your hand first. All right. So let's, in pink shirt, right? Okay. What's your name again? Wesley. Wesley. Okay. So... Everybody, no, just stay there. It's fine. And from this team, I want from somebody with a strong voice from here. All right, you got a strong voice? Okay, what's your name? You, sorry, in the purple shirt, right? What's your name? Kaylee. Kaylee. Okay. Now, everybody, that's your shepherd there. Okay? Everybody over here, this is your shepherd over here. Okay? Now, now here's what's going to happen. Wes and Kaylee, right? Yeah. All right. Can you guys go out there? Okay. And, and if you look over there, you'll see certain things. You'll see a start point over here. Look at me first. You'll see a start point over here. And there's a pathway I've drawn out. So I want you to go just study that for a second. Okay. Both of you will have a side. All right. For those of you in here, I'm going to pick one... So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 of you, okay? So that you're the... But you can also join in if you want, okay? All right. You guys joining in? All right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Okay? That's where we stop. So 15 of you are sheep, okay? All right, good. You got, you got to work it, Okay? So 15 of you are sheep. Now, I'm going to ask you guys 
to follow the voice of your shepherd. Okay? Now, the rest of you, from here on back, and from here on back, you are the crowd. Okay? Now, your job is to distract these sheep. And your job is to distract these sheep. Okay? Now, plot twist. You guys are going to have your eyes closed the whole time. Okay? Yes. Okay. Because, because I want you guys to pay attention. All right. Now, if you guys can all get up in, in your groups. Actually, we'll send this group out first. Can you go find that far corner there? And just stand behind the X over there, that side. Yeah, all the sheep go. All the sheep. No, just those, those guys. Otherwise, it'll just be chaos. Let me see what they're doing. All right, Wes, if you could stand behind that, near that X there. Okay, and Kaylee can stand over here. Kaylee, your sheep are coming out to you. All right, Wes's sheep. You guys ready? All right, you guys go stand on that far side over there, right next to Wes. Not yet. Don't worry. I'm going to trust you guys to keep your eyes closed. I don't... I'm going to be blind the whole time, so... All right, that's up to you. (laughs) All right. Guys. I'm going to make sure that they're all behind their line there. Okay. Now, you guys... You see this side over here, right? Just on this side, basically not the other side. You guys all spread yourselves out along this path. So you see all those chairs there? You guys can spread yourselves out all across the way. You guys can use any kind of taunt or direction. You can actually give them directions, but you're not allowed to use the words red, green, yellow, or blue. Now those are the words that those sheep have been trained to pay attention for. So when they hear the words green, what do they do? They move forward. If they hear the word yellow, they have to move to the left. Green, blue, okay, and so on. So you are not allowed to do that, but you can say, no, stop, turn around, turn left, turn, because those are not words that they're called to Pay attention to, all right? So now you guys, what? You can say, um, let, you, you could try it, but, okay, so you, so you guys, all right? Can you guys go and spread yourselves out across Kaylee's path? And you guys are going to go spread yourself along Wes's path. Kaylee, we would have waited to see if that panned out. But we need to get on for time's sake, all right? So that, that was the only reason why I stopped it. Um, because I want you to notice that as we get into this lesson, there are some things that you just experienced, okay? Regardless of which side you were on, and regardless of what your role was, there were certain things you experienced in that chaos, which are very applicable to what we're dealing with here today. So just to start things off, let's read... John chapter 10, and let's read actually from verse 1 onwards. Let's go quickly through 
to verse 14. Okay, so it covers some of the stuff you guys did this morning as well. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought all of his out, uh, brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. I want you to circle that. A stranger they will not follow. They will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. So Jesus said, Truly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go out, go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And this is the passage we're working with here today. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays, his, lays down his life for his sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Circle that. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I want to stop there. One of the key things that you will find in this passage is Jesus connecting His work in our lives to a relationship he shares with us. It is not just a role that he's talking about. Okay? When we talk about a good shepherd, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word shepherd? What is it that comes to your mind? Anybody? A shepherd's crook. A shepherd's crook. What is that used for? To gather sheep. To gather sheep. Okay? Pasture. Pasture. Sheep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else? Yeah. Grain. Sorry? Grain. Grain. Yeah. Okay. So feeding, that kind of stuff. A turban. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, or a John Deere hat or something. Yeah. yeah. One of those. Yeah. Okay. So these are, all, these are all characteristics of the person. But the role a shepherd fulfills, some of the things you guys touched on just now, have to do with two things that you will most commonly hear when, whenever you talk about life, and we, we, when we talk about our lives. Have you ever heard the phrase health and well-being? Yeah? You know, if you're, if you're going to get a job, or people will check on your health and your well-being. <clears throat> As humans... That's actually our goals in life. If you were to sum up a human's goals in life, health, well-being. And that, those are very big words. Because health has to do with nourishment. It has to do with fitness. 
right? And well-being has to do with protection. It has to do with care. It has to do with being sustained through a, sustained, a long period of time. Now, a shepherd's role is one of those dual roles. It's partly to make sure you're healthy and make sure you're fed, but also <coughs> to make sure you're safe, to make sure you're cared for. In the Bible, and also in church, you hear the word shepherd in the context of pastoring, okay, or pastoring. You find pasture in reading the Word of God. You find feed. You, you find something to sustain you in the Word of God. But it is not just a thing. It's not just grain that you're trying to eat. Like when you open your Bible, you're not just trying to eat some food. It's connected to a relationship. And that's what Jesus wants you to see here. He is the access point. What was the first passage you dealt with today? Jesus saying, I am the door. door. <coughs> and in that passage, it says the gatekeeper knows this guy, opens the door, and lets him in. Right? Jesus says, I'm, when the gatekeeper sees me, he's like, oh, this is, this is the guy that the sheep know. They're familiar with this guy. Everyone else is a thief and a robber. They try and get in, try to get to the sheep every other way. All those people in the back were trying to get to the sheep by calling for purple. Some were saying mellow. Some were saying move here, move there. And there were all kinds of noises. But what was the voice you were paying attention for? You were paying attention for a very simple set of instructions, which was red, yellow, green, and blue, right? Just those four colors. But if you were to sum that up into the instructions that you are given, but those instructions are tied to one voice. Not every random voice, because there are lots of random voices that could try and mimic the sound of your shepherd. So not only are you looking for the instructions that have to do with the way of life, you're also paying attention to the source it's coming from. Does that make sense? So when God says... Jesus is the good shepherd. He's saying, I'm not only someone who lays my life down. I tie myself to a relationship where I know you. Earlier during worship, you were encouraged to find out that what Jesus has for you, his care for you, and the people God has placed here who care for you is something worth banking on. It's something worth investing in. Because when you listen to the voice of your shepherd, you're not just listening to a set of rules. How many of you played that game just trying to pay attention to a set of rules? Most of us, right? If you're being honest, you are like, all right, what do I need to do to make sure we get there first? Right? How many of you will admit that? That was partly in your head. Very few of us were in the, in the mindset of, I need to figure out what Wes's voice sounds like. I need to figure out what, remind me again your name, Kaylee's voice sounds like. That is my goal. When I know her voice, even if somebody else says the word green, I handcuffed these people and said they could not say those words. But let's just say 
we gave them the opportunity to say the same words. You guys would have been in big trouble, right? Because you would have been hearing green, yellow, blue all over the place. And you'd be confused. But if you had already started with this mindset that there is a relationship that I now have to my shepherd. I don't care what else is going on. I will get there. I will get there. Why? Because my shepherd cares for me and will make sure I get there. Now, while we were in the midst of that scenario, because of the chaos, some of the sheep got left behind. Right? Was that planned? No, but that's life. And what happens is we sometimes feel like, what if I am not fast enough? What if I am too dumb to figure this out? What if I didn't hear properly? How many of you have ever had that question? What if I don't know how to hear God? All right, let's read. What does the Bible say? The Bible says in verse 4. He goes before him. He goes before his own. When he has brought all of his own out, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Again, he says later on, my sheep hear my voice and follow. If you have committed your life to Jesus, there is a relationship you share with God. That means the voice of God is personally meant for you. Not in some generic sense. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows all the places that you fail. All the places you mess up. And he says, I will come back for you. I am the good shepherd. I'm not just any shepherd. I am the good shepherd. So when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. He says, the moment a wolf comes... Someone who is a robber or a thief or a hired hand. He talked about robbers and thieves earlier. And then in the second part of the passage, he talks about someone who's just hired to work on the farm. That guy, the moment he sees the wolf coming, that guy's gone. He's like, you got to figure it out. You should have listened to me. You shouldn't have gone to that end of the field. Or you shouldn't have taken that career. Or you shouldn't have gotten to that relationship. I told you. He's not like that. God comes right alongside you. And he says, I will help you and make sure you're snatched out of it. So if there's one thing I want you to remember today. Out of this whole series of things that you're dealing with. In the I am statements of Jesus. Every time Jesus says I am. He's attaching himself to you. It's not in the context of, I am the chosen one. And all of you are breadcrumbs. And he's, not, he's not doing this very sort of deep supreme leader kind of thing. Wherever, <laughs> where, where, is, where is supreme leader? He's over there. We love you, supreme leader. Okay. But what he is trying to do is he's saying, I am not separating myself from you. By the, when I say these things, when I say these things, I am joining myself to you. It's an I am your bread. 
I am your life. I am your door. I am the one you access everything through. So it's in that light that he says, I am the access way to health and well-being. So if you think about a farm, okay, where there are sheep, if you look at the two main things in that, in that passage there, one is the stall, right? The place where all the sheep are kept. What does that signify? Well-being. A place of security. So a good shepherd always makes sure there's a place of safety, a place of care. But the second part of developing and maturing is health, of making sure you're fed, that you go out. Making sure that you exercise so you don't become a, a big fat sheep that just eats. You're one of those sheep that actually works out. I make you walk those hills. So that's the, that's the point of being a good shepherd. I not only make sure you're kept safe in the night from wolves. I also make sure that in the daytime, I am the first one who wakes up. I get your food ready. I make sure that you are ready to come with me. So when I come to the door, and that's what he's saying. When I come to the door, he's speaking in this figure of speech. He says, the gatekeeper knows. You know as the sheep that this is my shepherd. And the moment I move, you follow. And you know that where I'm taking you is not off a cliff. It is safe for you. Proverbs chapter 4. If you have your Bible, just turn to Proverbs chapter 4. And verse 20, it says, and this is Solomon talking, right? And this is Proverbs to his son. And he says, my son, pay attention. What's that word there? Pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. And the next verse after this says, for it is life to those who find it and Do you see that phrase again? Health and well-being. So it's not only a place of safety, but it's also a place of life and healing to your body. So God not only wants you to be someone who follows the Bible because the Bible is true. That is not his point. The point is he's saying, I'm a good shepherd. When I feed you, I make sure you get good food. And this good food is not just to make you fat. It is for your health. It will sustain you in times of trouble. One of the things that if you ever want to read about just in Ezekiel, in Jeremiah, God comes and he talks to the shepherds of Israel. For any one of us in this room who are pastors, we know that those are some really powerful passages which make us pause for a moment. And God's rebuke for people who call themselves shepherds. says, you have not cared. You have not tended to sick ones. You have not made sure that their health was revitalized. Instead, you got fat. Instead, you got the best stuff for yourself. So when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, it's in the context of these, ha these things happening to his people. He says, I'm not like any other shepherd that has gone before. I am the good shepherd. I will make sure that you are fed. I will make sure that you are healthy. So the key point I really wanted to bring out today was 
He is not only your access point, but he is also the pathway that is sure. So he is the doorway that you walk through, but he is also the pathway to everything that pertains to life. First Peter talks about this when he says, in Jesus we have received these precious and magnificent promises by which we partake of his divine nature. We start to receive out of the life that he has. It is not something that he's trying to separate himself from you. So what is the key of these passages, these I am phrases? He's saying, I am yours and you are mine. So everything that he is saying is all a relational thing. He's not separating himself from you by saying, I am so different. But in his difference, he's saying, I am joining myself as the standard bearer for these things. If you want health, I am the standard bearer. If you want sustenance, I am the standard bearer. So whenever Jesus makes a, a, an I am statement, he's saying, I'm showing you where you can join yourself to me. Come, hold my hand. Grab, grab a hold of me. Don't try and do this by yourself. Don't try and figure it out. How many of you, while you were listening to the voice of your shepherd, when it got chaotic and it just started to become like just noise, how many of you were trying to figure out just what was the next step forward? Were any of you just trying to be like, oh, okay, I, I think I know I've been in this church long enough and I, I kind of saw the markings on the way to the X marks the spot. So I kind of know the way. And that's kind of like how a lot of us are. We kind of know the way. So when things happen in our lives, we kind of know the Christian thing to do. So if you grew up in a Christian family, some of you have, some of you have not, right? Is it a blessing to grow up in a Christian family? Sure, I will say that. But guess what? It's also a big trap. Because you get used to listening to people's voice that is not the good shepherd. When the good shepherd speaks, he says, you will know it's my voice because it rings true with the words that I have spoken. So when you look at the Bible, we're not looking at a book that is just a good bunch of sayings. It is him saying, I have given you the words of life so that when you receive it, you will start to grow in it. So when you get into a relationship with Jesus as a matter of personal choice, not because your family is Christian, but because you have decided to follow Jesus. Again, I want to remind you that during that time of worship, when we were finishing out and we were coming to that place where we were talking about, now teach my song to rise to you when temptation comes my way. When I cannot stand, I will fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. Lord, I need you, oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. Psalm 23, when it starts off, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. Because I want a lot of stuff. How many of you can actually, hand on heart, say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because tomorrow morning, I can tell you of at least five things I want. <laughs> right? And th this, is, this is where 
committing yourself to join yourself to the I am who says, I am the good shepherd. When he says, I am the good shepherd, he's saying, if I am your good shepherd, I will never leave you hungry. Got a question? Oh, stretching. <laughs> I never want you to ever feel like I kind of trust this guy, but maybe he won't feed me today. So I got to have a doggy bag. I got I to gotta have some snacks just in case. In Christian life, we get used to that. If you've grown up around church, you start to get to that. If you're at that place, I want to warn you. Get back to the place where your relationship with Jesus is the only thing that fuels your walk with God. It's not just simply Bible studies or not church meetings or people. Other people's things will only fuel you to a certain point. That's your doggy bag. Your life supply comes from the good shepherd himself. So if your, if your life supply is coming from these little snacks and treats, guess what? You're going to be hungry every 15 minutes. Right? How many of you, I mean, you guys are still kids. I've got them at home. And now it's summertime. So like every 15 minutes, somebody needs a snack. I'm like, are you serious? Like we literally ate like 10 minutes ago. It's because you guys are not used to eating properly at mealtimes. You think I'm not going to feed you or something? And that's the mindset we take. So when we get to the place where we say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want a snack. <laughs> Serious. Think about it. Think about those places where you think you desperately need something. Your need for it sometimes goes over your trust of the one who has your future. And you're so pushed into this mold of saying, but if you don't have your major picked out, or you don't have this kind of job, or you don't have this kind of relationship, you're, this is never going to happen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Do you see that sense of health and well-being? It's his job. It's not my job. My job is to trust him and just go where he leads. So if he's leading, I'm following, right? But what is the, what is the key here? I know his voice. So if there's one thing I want, you, want to encourage you in your personal time, whether it is tonight when you're just by yourself or in groups, to say, how can I cultivate a time where I say, Lord, I'm going to open your word. I'm going to spend time in prayer, or it could be during time of worship. But to say, Lord, I want to prioritize listening for your voice. Not just listening to people talk about Jesus. That's great. But I want to hear you speak. All right? And the more you start to ask, you will hear. I'm telling you this. I promise you I'm not barking up the wrong tree and not leading you down some trail where you go off track. God has promised this in his word. He has given you his Holy Spirit who is a prompter who will take out of what Jesus has given to you and he'll say, here, let me show you more. You never have to try and figure this out by yourself. But it starts with simple places of trust. Because God is the good 
shepherd. He will never lead you astray. He will never take you down a path and say, well, wolves are coming. See ya. You know, no, he's not like that. He will make sure he gets you through. So there are some key decisions you have to make over this next season of your life. Some of it is education related. Some of it is relationship related. Some of it is just how you figure out who you want to be. Never let the things of your life make draw you to a place where you think, well, I have to figure this out. I didn't hear God say anything, so I have to figure it out. Go back to the place. The moment you feel that temptation, that's a boundary wall you're hitting up against where you become your own shepherd. How did it feel when you were out there? With all those voices in your head, how did it feel? Did you feel like you had clear direction at any point over there? Now, this team over here had figured out that they had to pay attention, right? But the shepherd was pretty far ahead and some of these sheep didn't make it. But we want all of you to make it. Now, this team, on the other hand, figured out right at the start that they were going to go in single file. And what ended up happening was only the first sheep heard the instruction. Everybody else followed. So if that guy got it wrong, all those sheep are gone. Do you get me? So they happened to make it across the finish line first. But it wasn't because that was the best way to pay attention to the shepherd. What they got really good at was following the sheep in front of them. Right? They had their hand on each other, whereas this group here didn't have their hands on each other, so these guys got left behind. Because they were like, what's happening? And uh, we are off, and they were gone. Whereas these guys pulled each other along. So there is a, a similarity in what we can get in church. Are you hearing me? So when you join a church group, this is why it's important that you stay plugged into a church. You don't want to be these guys. Because what happens is, she was doing a great job. She was very close. She was giving clear instructions. But as she was leading ahead, there was a little bit of a communication gap. And the gap kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. When you're connected in a church and you have a place where you're home, there will be times where you'll wobble. But if you have your hand on someone who's following the shepherd, you will still head straight. But the problem is, what if the sheep right at the front decides to do his own thing? Wes can be shouting from the rooftops. Not that way. <laughs> and they'll all be going the other way. And that, and sadly, and this is what I want you to pay attention to. We're living in a time period where a lot of the problems we see in the church even today is because we've got used to following people who follow God. So what happens if what the people who follow God are not actually following God? Do we know the difference? And that's where I say we need to make sure that while this is so good, most of you, in fact, all of you got across the finish line. But what's not good is you got used to listening to one of the other sheep. 
So I want you to get good at listening to the voice of the shepherd the whole time while staying connected. I got to know where the other sheep are. I got to know where they are so that we are checking in on each other and making sure we're going down the pathway of life. We're not going down the pathway of death. We're going down the pathway of life, but we're doing it together. All right. So that's my lesson for you today. And I just wanted to work with some of these things a little bit so that you see that when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he's not just saying that he's good at caring. I'm good at feeding. He's saying, I know you. You and I were taking a trip together. You and I were doing life together. And at no point in your life will he ever leave you or forsake you. Can you just read with me Psalm chapter 23 together? We can just, if you've got your Bible with you, or if you, actually if you can just get that up there so that we're all reading the same version, that would be great. Psalm 23. And as you read this, this is why it's such a central psalm to the Christian faith. Because it helps us to reset who we are in Jesus. Okay? So after each line, we're going to say, because the Lord is my shepherd. Even though it only appears once, I will show you what I mean. Say this with me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Next line. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water. Stop. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Okay? As you get to the end, I want to, the my part needs to become real for you. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Even though... I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Now just pause there for a second. When you see that phrase, that you do not have to fear death. You do not have to fear the hardest things in life. Because he is right there instructing you in the way to go. He's not going to let you figure it out. He's going to be there right there with you. Why? Because the Lord is not just the Christian faith's shepherd. Do you get me? He's not just the church's shepherd. He is. And he knows me, he knows me by name. He knows you by name. Let's carry on. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows because the Lord is my shepherd. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever because the Lord is my shepherd. I hope that has helped you tonight.